0: Welcome everybody to the University of Applied Research and Development. It is our honor and our privilege to have Dr. George Boggs, who is the Emeritus Professor of the American Association of Community Colleges. Welcome, George.
1: Thank you, Craig. I'm happy to be with you.
0: I'm delighted to learn from you. Um, You've had such a distinguished career, so please tell us what an Emeritus Professor does.
1: Okay, well, uh, let me tell you a little bit about the American Association of Community Colleges. Uh, It's the association in Washington, D.C. that uh, advocates for the nation's community colleges and students. We have about uh, 1,200 community colleges and about 12 million students in community colleges in the United States. So I was the president of that group uh, from the year 10, and uh, then retired and came back to California where I had spent my career as a college, uh, community college uh, professor and president of a community college uh, here. Uh, so in my retirement, I am teaching in a couple of doctoral pro- uh, courses, a couple of doctoral programs for, uh, for uh, mid-level faculty and, uh, and, uh, and administrators who are uh, pursuing a path toward, toward leadership in the colleges and, and, uni- and universities and I've done some writing and some consulting so I'm I'm keeping busy in my retirement.
0: It doesn't sound like retirement to me actually George. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you've been involved in a number of um a number of different experiences as a senior leader. Could you just share with us what are some of those things that really keep you engaged as a leader in education as opposed to Fully retiring or going somewhere and doing something else?
1: Well, I think I've I've always wanted to help uh, other people. Um, Of course, uh, when I was a faculty member, I wanted to help our students, to help them to be successful, uh, help them to learn. Uh, I was a chemistry professor and uh, taught some courses in uh, environmental science and uh, fire science. Um, And I really enjoyed teaching, but I enjoyed uh, being an administrator and and helping faculty to be more successful with their teaching. And then uh, uh, as a college president, of course, helping a a college to grow and uh, serve the community and serve the students. And then as an association uh, president to to help the colleges to be successful and to make sure they had the resources they needed. Uh, So in retirement, I still want to help people to lead those colleges and, and preparing people to be senior administrators and uh, presidents and chancellors of of colleges and universities.
0: So for those of us who might be from the United Kingdom or I'm from New Zealand, can you just explain the unique positioning of community colleges in the education landscape?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to, uh, Craig. Uh, uh, In the UK, of course, we have the FE or further education colleges that are probably pretty close to the community colleges in the United States. And in uh, Australia, I think they have TAFEs. Uh, New Zealand, I think, has technical colleges that are similar. Uh, The major difference is that um, the community colleges in, in the United States allow for students to transfer into universities. So the further education and higher education systems are sort of combined in the United States, there's not a separation. Uh, So students come to community colleges to prepare for careers, such as being uh, firefighters or police officers or computer programmers or nurses. Uh, But they can also transfer to university to become a scientist or a medical doctor or uh, whatever credential a university might prepare them for. Community colleges in the United States are the most accessible and affordable institutions. Uh, There's a great diversity of students who attend, even people who uh, are coming back into education uh, later in life. Maybe a a woman who has raised her children and she wants to prepare for a career. Uh, So so they're very accessible, very affordable institutions uh, to help students to uh, achieve their educational and training goals.
0: So, George, I would, I would imagine with 1,200 colleges, 12 million students, there are a number of challenges um, to to deal with to lead them forward. What are some of those challenges that are unique to your members and your association?
1: Uh, I think one of the biggest challenges is the um, is the obstacles that the students face. Um, the most economically disadvantaged students attend the community colleges because they are more accessible and and uh, less expensive and there are no um, uh, selective admissions criteria such as the Ivy League institutions in, in the United States. Uh, anybody who graduates from high school and even some who didn't uh, complete their high school education or secondary education can still enroll in a community college that creates unique challenges for them, especially if they um, are working uh, at a job or maybe raising a family or maybe both, um, maybe they're single parents. So it's it's difficult for them to, um, to be successful in college. So our colleges have to find strategies to help to support these students and uh, to help them to be successful. That's probably the biggest challenge of, of course right now, uh, colleges and universities probably throughout the world are facing the challenge of dealing with the pandemic and uh, how they can provide educational services sometimes remotely to students. And then of course the pandemic is affecting the economy which means that um, the institutions will not have the financial to provide the services that, that are needed. So there always uh, seem to be significant challenges uh, for leaders to deal with, and that's part of what I do in my, uh, my doctoral courses is to try to prepare these administrators and faculty to meet these challenges and to help their students.
0: George, you're a leader of leaders and a trainer of leaders, and where do you see leadership in education as being different today as it might have been a decade ago?
1: Well, I think it always becomes uh, more challenging. Um, in the very beginning of the community colleges in, in the United States at the turn of the century, in 1901, we we trace our roots back to, uh, to 1901 with the opening of Joliet Junior College outside of Chicago. Uh, back in those days, um, the challenges were like trying to provide access. Uh, then, of course, uh, during the civil rights movement in the 1960s the challenges were how to expand access to include uh, a more diverse student population. Uh, Of course we had the returning GIs uh, uh, after World War II uh, and other other conflicts we've had since then. Uh, The colleges have had to to, uh, find ways to accommodate those students. Uh, So uh, today, um, I think our biggest challenges are trying to help these students to be successful. Um, So it's it's no longer a situation where we just open our doors and provide opportunity, and if they make it, that's great. If they don't, that's too bad. We try everything we can these days to help the students to be successful. Um, And of course, finances are always a challenge. We're always struggling to stretch our resources Uh, to do what we need to do. So it's a more complex environment probably than it ever has been. Um, We need to provide safety and security for our students. uh, And sometimes that can be a challenge. So there are many issues today and um, we have to prepare our leaders to deal with them.
0: George, as you look back on your career, what would be one or two of the significant leadership learning experiences that you went through and how they impacted you?
1: Uh, I, I think, um, you know, of course, some of it is academic preparation. I, I did attend um, a doctoral program at the University of Texas at, at Austin, which was the very best um, program for community college leaders in, in the United States at the time. Um, so, uh, so that program prepared me academically uh, and gave me the credentials I needed. Uh, but probably a lot of it was um, was on-the-job experience uh, dealing with complex issues. Um, which I guess I should give a little plug here to a book we wrote a few years ago called Practical Leadership in Community Colleges. Uh, and then, of course, we just had one come out called Team Leadership in Community Colleges. Um, so, so what what I'm saying is that um, you know there are a lot of leadership theories out there, uh, but leaders need practical experience. They need to be thinking about how they would practically practically deal with the issues they're they're faced with, and how they should develop their teams, their leadership teams, to to support them and to accomplish the goals of the institution. Um, so i think uh you know you you can go clear back to the values that um that were developed as you were growing up so my parents instilled certain values in me that um uh, that served me well uh through, throughout my my life and, and my career things like always be honest um always meet your commitments uh never be late for anything <laughs> um, some of those values that are are taught to us uh, growing up help to shape uh, shape the values that enable us to to be effective leaders.
0: I love that, George. So academic preparation and also being strong and clear on your values of behaviour. That's that's great. So if someone was aspiring to be a leader in education and In our Masters of Education program, we have principals, directors, vice principals, and um, classroom teachers. What would you say to aspiring leaders would be some important experiences or opportunities that aspiring leaders should take hold of going forward to prepare them for the next level? Uh,
1: Well, I think there are resources out there that uh, aspiring leaders can can make use of. the, the American Association of Community Colleges published uh, when I was when I was at AACC competencies for community college leaders. Uh, it's now into its uh, third edition. It's up on the AACC website, and a lot of these principles, these um, competencies, um, are competencies that can go beyond just community colleges, and secondary education, and uh, and uh, higher higher education as well. Uh, so, so I'd recommend uh, taking a look at resource available on the website of the Association of Community colleges, um, It's called Leadership Competencies or Competencies for Community College Leaders. Uh, there are a lot of other uh, books out there, but I think one of my uh, biggest pieces of advice is to uh, see yourself as a learner, uh, always um, look for opportunities for professional development uh, I'm glad that you're enrolled in a master's program, and will continue your education. That's that's critical. Uh, find opportunities to uh, to learn, serve on committees, uh, read uh, publications, uh, present at conferences, um, write, uh, speak, uh, be involved in your community. Uh, continue to learn. And those are all great opportunities uh, for you to learn and develop your skills as a leader.
0: George, that's fantastic. George, I really wanna thank you for your time and your wisdom and um, sharing your experiences with us. And we do wish you all the very best.
1: Well, thank you, Craig. I appreciate the opportunity and I wish you the best and uh, hope for the best for all of your students.